that that was it. That was I like I'm not saying the movie is going to be good or or anything like that. But that yes, that are. teaser you hear that that Oscar, teaser was great. 2023, <laughs> Kyle. Oscar worthy. Like, that is. Oh, they must be up for Oscar worthy, surely. Yeah. Well, I mean the the way Oscars matter these days, sure. That's always been the case. That's nothing new. No well, one's ever. Yeah, I, I mean. No. No. No, it's never. I was gonna say it just no. me, it just depends on the time of year they, it comes out. They just qualify if it come out before November because that word forgets about your movie. Yeah, they they are definitely <laughs> in in save classic Hollywood mode They've at the Oscars these days. They've always been a circle jerk. I, I, but you you have movies like Lord of the Rings that really like pushed against that, you know. But then you see like uh when Marvel was was doing so so great and they gave uh the first Suicide Squad a uh makeup and a, an effects Oscar, that was a old hey Warner Brothers, we we got your your back guys. We we know those mean mean people at the House of Mouse are beating you silly and and yeah. What are you talking about? What, what, Did you I just invent an entire conspiracy in your head regarding the freaking Suicide Squad makeup Oscar, dude. If that was not, if that was not a Warner Brothers classic what movie had studio, more better makeup than Suicide there Squad. There were other right? movies that year. What what Star great Trek. makeup? What Star, Star Trek. Trek? Yep, there you go. Beyond, where they Beyond? designed giving, over a hundred different and, aliens in one scene. And giving uh, giving the year that uh, you had Infinity War ready and Ready Player One, giving the the uh, achievement and special effects to First Man, which was just a a somewhat better. It just used what we'd already seen in Apollo thirteen and Gravity. There was no achievement in Jack freaking shit. All right, agreed. Yeah. Thank We're you. All here. <laughs> Except with the Oscars, we are not friends <laughs> with those assholes. <laughs> So Kyle, here's the order. Uh, okay. They're gonna talk about how great Avatar is, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna we're gonna do Patty Jenkins' response to uh, last week's events that we talked about. Ah, I'm back. You never left. Gone. I never left. Um, I left hardcore. No. And yeah, then um, Superman news, and then Henry Campbell's response to Superman news, then Spider Verse, Scream, and sixty five. Okay. Sounds. By the way, Danny's probably. My guess is Danny's not going to be there for most of the news, or some of the news. Some of that. Yeah, yeah I'll right. go to so hard just, out. And if you want, now. if you want his opinion on anything in particular, Nick, you might want to move that to the front of the news. I, I don't. I'm just. I'm just saying. Danny wants you, to talk about one of those in particular. I don't have. Well, any. you literally said I have a question for you and Danny about screen. Well, I could ask whoever's on. Okay, just making sure it wasn't like anything was Danny wasn't Danny. No, no, no. It was just for non-screen people question. Mom, that'll be me. Are we ready? I'm jammer. <laughs> Everything good? <laughs> what did I? What did I do? Yes, what did I do now? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship official everything podcast for LRMOnline.com and the Genreverse Podcast Network. Today, I'm joined by two other lads, uh, Joseph Jammer Medina, Sup? Danny. Hi! And then, of course, Kyle's on the ones and the twos as our producer. Um, today, two of us, the two who wanted to see Avatar, have seen Avatar, and they're here to talk about it. Then we also have some more Warner Brothers woes or Warner Brothers wins, depending how you look at it, and WBW? some trailers. 
yeah, the RWDW, whatever, BW that we coined like two weeks ago yeah. before we knew we'd be talking about it every week again, like it's back in the Flash days. And uh, yeah, and then some trailers at the end. So without further ado, I'm just going to hand it off to Jammer and he can do the whole Avatar intro. What the hell? What? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's All just right, Avatar. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, for for a second, I was just like, "What the hell?" I, I didn't I didn't sign on for this, but you're right. I did sign on for this because I knew you weren't going to see Avatar. Um, well, first things first, I want to know your thoughts, Nick. Did you have any desire to see Avatar? If you could see Avatar, would you see no. Avatar? Why not? No. I just have. No, I didn't like the first one. It's like sh- fool me once, shame on you. Fool what me twice, like shame on one? me. Ah, uh, absolutely no substance whatsoever yay special effects now give me some story and some motion and stuff that's a very reductive take on avatar that was i mean i could say that i mean i could say i could say a lot of things about it like yeah it it, i can't say it had no plot it had no emotion yes it was a little bit derivative it was quite derivative but that wasn't the point the point was the execution of a well-trod story um but anyways, I get where you're coming from, from, but you know, I wouldn't say it's all style, no substance, but, uh, uh, oh, jammer, jammer is frozen. And what a lovely froze freeze frame it is too. Yeah, Snap I, that, you that. I can't do anything about that one. I think, Nick, no, oh, there, there he goes. goes. Okay, there we're, we go. we're good. He's back in the room. Back My in internet the room. is being unstable right now. I don't know why. Apologies. Um, where, what was the last thing I said? You were just commenting on Nick saying, thank you, uh, okay, that's your uh, take on it, and then you were just about <laughs> to then go back into whatever you are going to say about sure. Avatar, watching it. Avatar, uh, The Way of Water came out last night for many of the world, uh, much of the world, rather, and currently it's sitting at 80% uh, reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, 94% audience score. The consensus reads as follows. Narratively, it might be fairly standard stuff, but visually speaking, Avatar, The Way of Water is a stunningly immersive experience. Let's go ahead and see what's in store for us in this movie. Set more than a decade after the events of the first film, Avatar, The Way of Water, begins this, to tell the story of the Sully family, Jake, Neytiri, and their kids, the trouble that follows them, and the lengths they go to keep each other safe. The battles they fight to stay alive. Oh, I, I read that wrong. The trouble that follows <laughs> them, the lengths they go to keep each other safe, and the battles they fight to stay alive, and the tragedies. I, I Why do I keep adding ants to everything? Let me tell you this again. The trouble that follows them, the lengths they go to keep each other safe, the battles they fight to stay alive, and the tragedies they endure. Of course, this film was directed by the one and only James Cameron. Um, he is one of like five different uh, story credits, but two screenwriting credits, along with Josh Friedman, um, movie star Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen <laughs> Lang, and a whole host of other characters, including a surprising turn from Jermaine Clement. So, or Clement. Clement? I think it's a Clement. Nice. Um, but yeah, so, Daniel, Sir Daniel. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What were your expectations going into this movie? First of all, what were your expectations? That's a that's a I wasn't expecting that question. However, that is a great one, Jammer. You're clearly very good at this. Um, my <laughs> expectations were of seeing something that once again was 
visually stunning, but I wasn't expecting to see or feel much more, as Nick was just saying there, on an emotional level this time. I was expecting more of the same, but upper level as far as what I saw on the screen, visually, special effects, etc. They were my expectations. So I wasn't mm -hmm. expecting too much, but I was expecting it to be impressive to watch. With that in mind, how did you feel coming out of it? My expectations were um, were met tenfold. I thought it was absolutely stunning, visually stunning. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't the most um, emotionally impactful, but it was certainly in this respect better than the first one. Um, but I was I was blown away. I was like, okay, now I understand why it took so long in that sense and why he wanted to see it put it on the big screen and it was delayed because it was, and I saw it on an IMAX and I did see it in 3D as well, just to give give people a perspective of what version I saw. Um, and I thought it was absolutely stunning. My expectations were blown out of the water. I thought it was fantastic. Did they release this also in high frame rate version? Cause I did not see it in 3D, nor did I see it's, it in high uh, frame rate. Variable frame rate. What does that mean? It, it, it goes up randomly? and it goes up and down depending on what what you're you're watching. So the more actiony oh. stuff have a higher frame rate than the uh, yep. like discussion huh. thing. So okay, there so was a, there, I'm glad. Yeah, sorry, Jam. I'm glad Carl mentioned that because when we talk about it in a little bit more detail, there was a few moments where that was, should we say, visible, where there was a. Um, uh, a clear change but it absolutely looked beautiful and sounding fantastic too i was a uh, mm -hmm. privilege to hear the the sound effects or the sound score the, uh, the sound effects as well as the visual effects were way beyond what i was expecting so yes i was very impressed mr jammer what would you give it rating wise wow um i would definitely say on first view and i will be watching it again in a couple of days time right now it's definitely sitting at a b okay yeah. So for me, I was kind of expecting the same thing. Like I said, I, I'm not sure how much came across in my initial thing when I cut out, but I watched it and I watched it twice. I had that experience. I had a good time. Didn't feel the need to revisit it for 13 years um, in the time since then. But at the same time, I knew like, you know, this is something I want to see. I'm sure it will have enough substance for me to care in addition to having, of course, really stunning visuals. Honestly, the visuals for me, it was pretty but I mean, I wasn't blown out of the water. No pun intended. Um, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it did the job very well. And um, but I knew I had to be like engaged on another level. And I think you were correct in that this was more engaging on an emotional level than the first one um, by yeah. quite a bit. I think they did a really good job of uh, handling the family characters, getting us to care about them. And in one particular sequence, really working to get me real pissed off like yeah. really pissed <laughs> off i got so <laughs> mad at like about halfway through the movie during a particular sequence and i was just like i hate everything i hate humanity <laughs> so much it was so upset um you know ultimately it paid off but oh my god i was so mad and i the whole time i was feeling it, i was like i don't like this this is pissing me off i'm getting so mad right now but i was like but i knew the whole time i was like yeah He's playing my freaking emotions like a fucking violin right now. And I'm just yeah. feeling it. And it's going to be very cathartic at the very end. Um, so, yeah, overall, I just thought it, he did a good job of keeping me invested the entire time. I think it's pretty slow. I know for the first quarter of the movie, I was like, oh, my God, I hope the whole movie isn't like this. Um, and yep. then it wasn't. And then I was like, OK, cool. Like I started getting more into it. Um, for yeah, me, it also. I got 
sorry, Jam, I got I got that feeling too. But I also felt that when when things when he did put the brakes on a little bit, I do think that they were at the right times and for just amount the right amount of time to give us a breather because it pretty much is like you just said after the first 15, 20 minutes. It's pretty much non-stop, and it's non-stop with the should we say the stuff the the good stuff on the screen. I liked well, for- the little rest and they didn't go on too long like the first one had those slow bits that were a little bit too much and it it dragged i didn't feel like it dragged at any point after that initial um that opening set should we say well that's how i felt anyway i was pretty much engaged yeah. all the way through Welcome to so for me the whole the whole middle the whole beginning section before they go the way of water uh, trademark oh, like um before they go the way of water it really uh I was like, this is kind of like, this felt so, so much like the first one. And I was just like, I'm ready. Let's do the new shit. Let's do the new shit. And I think that took a good solid 45 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. Um, but once they went the way of water, I was like, okay, okay, I can get on board with this. And actually, ironically, that's what for me, when they slowed things down and they kind of just let us immerse in the world more and kind of get to know who the characters are on a more primal level. Like what are their personalities like? Cause I think maybe part of my problem was for the first 45 minutes. First of all, I was concerned because they had some stuff happen where I was just like, am I supposed to remember who that is? Am I supposed to remember what this is? Oh shit. And then for a while, like, you know, Oh my God, all of the kids look exactly the fucking same. I can't tell them apart. Oh God. I was, that was my worry. I'm so glad yeah. you said about how it gave us time to get to know and like the characters. Cause my initial was like, yeah. There's, there's more, there's two, now there's three. There's, no, sorry, spoilers. Now there's more than three. I am not going to remember which one's which. And yep. their names are confusing enough to, uh, to, to, to understand and hear and repeat. I hope I can figure out who's who. I hope they've got some tattoos somewhere or a ring through their <laughs> nose or something that's going to that's gonna distinguish them. But Man, they you guys and are just right. racist against Navi. Yeah, so racist. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. So, like, so literally, even now, I don't know their names. I know older brother, younger brother... <laughs> Uh, hippie girl and younger girl, youngest child. Though that's how okay, I differentiate like young them. Sigourney Weaver girl. That's how young I Sigourney Weaver. Young Sigourney, yeah. yeah, young Sigourney Weaver or hippie girl. She. That, it's funny because I was watching. Dropping spoilers, We're dropping spoilers. Sorry, sorry, listener. That's hard. Sorry, eh, sorry. That's not a spoiler. That's revealed in the first five minutes of the freaking movie. It's not. It's not a spoiler. No, but I didn't want to say how many kids there are. You know, because you know maybe they. Is that a spoiler? Them. That's not well, a spoiler. In the trailer, I was implied that they only had one or two. I sure. No, I think because I, I know when the they announced the cast, like in 2018, there was like a whole clan of them. Um, There's like a whole batch. So I knew there was going to be at least a few. So I, I don't think it's a spoiler. It, what is the collective noun for now? Batch, a herd, a, a, a gaggle? A gaggle. Uh, I think a, gaggle. A gaggle of children. <laughs> um, anyways, so. Just in Navigore can tell us. Sorry, Jammer. I do feel like this kind of felt a lot like reading a fantasy novel, like reading a new fantasy novel where it's just like, it felt like there was a, a, a bit of a learning curve at the beginning, which was re-engaging with like, Oh shit, what is this whole situation here with the villains? And how does that work? Uh, where, what's the current status of things? What is this world currently like? And who are all these characters that I can't tell apart? And then it's like, stuff happens, stuff happens. And then they kind of like, you settle into the plot. And then also you settle into like each character, on a one-on-one level as the story goes on. And then by about, I'd say a third of the way through, it's like, okay, I'm fully engaged. I know what I'm, I'm dealing with here and I'm immersed in what's going on. I think they did a good job. I know, job who, that. Who. Yeah, I know exactly. who at this point. I distinguish him. Yeah, that was good. So yeah, all I, I think this yeah. exceeded expectations for me. Um, I would like to say, I, this is way past my bedtime. 
I saw the movie at 7.30 p.m., went to bed at 11.30 p.m., which is two hours past my bedtime. Uh, the fact that I was, I actually caught a second wind about two-thirds or three-quarters of the way through, and I was like, okay, we're back in it, we're back in it, we're back in it. Um, so overall, I think I give it, um, I think I give it a B plus. I think there, the action scenes were too fucking long. They were too long. They're they were oh. too long. It was like an oh, hour and a half well. long action scene at the end. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but see, here's here's what I loved about that. Talking about action, because that's some of the notes I made. I, I James Cameron can can do action. I love the way he does the action, and even though it is special effects heavy the way he frames it, the way he shoots it, and the way I can totally understand where people are and what they're out there, the geography of the action, I, the guy can do action. And because of that, I just, I don't mind watching so much of it. He does it so very well. But there well. was just a lot of beats to the action scenes. Like there was definitely a part where it's like, um, spoiler, the kids get captured a lot. And there was definitely a point where yeah. the little kid was just well, like, I can't no, believe I'm tied up again. again. And I was just like, that's how I felt. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I think he, I, with that in mind, though, Jam, do you not feel that he he has or the writing team have taken on board a lot of the comments that we have, including what Nick was saying earlier about certain parts that were very derivative, etc. Because I yeah, do I don't think uh, sorry from ahead. his mistake, he's certainly grown with this film, and I do feel it, it is it's it's he's taken on board what we've co- what a lot of people have said about what possible negatives of the first one, and he's and he's. And he's made them better and he's taken on board that and actually made it a better movie. And I do feel, yeah, I mm-hmm. understand how you feel, but I just love the way he does action. So I guess I'm a little bit more, okay, I could watch it for a long time because I, I, I'm annoyed with how action is done at the moment in a lot of films. So it was nice to see mm-hmm. it. So I guess for me, it was like, okay, to see good action. But you're probably right. They probably were a little bit too much. And that that last sequence, you may be right. I just enjoy watching good action again. I guess that's how I was. No, that makes sense. You're like, this needs to make up for all the shitty action scenes we've been getting over the past five years. So (laughs) it needs to take up as long as it did, as, as it did in order to make up for that. But I mean, uh, you're right. It was, it's really well done for me. I think action starts to lose its luster for me after a bit. And like you said, it was really well done. Like I didn't have problem keeping track of what was happening. It was more of just like so many beats of like, then this happens and then this happens and the characters are shuffled around and they're shuffled around again and they're shuffled around again. And then I'm just like, can we have cut out one or two of those shuffles and just gone straight from point one to point four and like just cut out (laughs) that middle part? Um, I felt that a little bit. Like I think this movie could have been three hours, but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. I still thought it was fun. So I definitely say a B plus. Ironically, this is the part where I'm blasphemous. <laughs> if you, I think you should see it, but if you want to wait until you're at home, I'm okay with that. Um, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Don't you I'm dare. okay with Don't that. You dare. Shut okay your with dirty mouth. You're... I'm okay with that. Um, because no. I don't think, I don't, I look at it like it's great, but is it better than what I just have at home? I mean, probably a little, but at the same time, I'm able to like take a break in the three and a half hour movie to do sure. something else. Uh, and I think there's I, get some that. That... I, I guess it, I guess it does depend on what setup you have at home. If I mean, I don't got, have if... a particularly set, stellar setup to be honest, but, but still case, it's... Then, you, you've got to watch it because I, I mean, I, I disagree with you on how impressive it was to watch when, when you, when you watch this film and I'd encourage everybody to watch it on the biggest screen possible and the best screen you can, because 
Jammer, maybe the one the reason possibly I'm putting words in your mouth is that you didn't think it was that uh, like a groundbreaking is because it looks so freaking seamless about how good yeah. it actually was. The underwater yeah. stuff, the attention to detail in that brand new aquatic world that doesn't have any, should we say, live action in it is just phenomenal. It's just so pretty. And the way that they've done the hair and the detail on the faces, etc. I was fully immersed in just how beautiful it was. Now, again, I was I was benefited with the size of screen and the three the three D is very very good. And I feel that I think it's a credit to how good the effects were when you could almost feel that this was a live action film. And not there's certain things that make you know it's not obviously, but there's certain underwater sequences where it's just did they not just film this underwater and add in computer stuff afterwards rather than the whole thing? It's absolutely stunning. It really it is, is beautiful. And I to guess me, in, in your defense. Film, regardless of the size of the screen, then maybe you can, you can appreciate how beautiful it is. But I guess that I, I was blessed a little bit. So I do appreciate that. In your defense, I didn't see it in 3D. So I'm not sure if that adds to the immersion at all on any level. Um, I do feel it does. Uh, there, there was a couple of, just just on that though, Jammer, did you feel there was a few moments when we went full live action, particularly in the last action sequences where the, um, you know, on board the, the flying ship thing, when it did go to full live action, did you find it quite not? I want to, don't want to say jarring because that makes it sound too much of a shift. But did you feel suddenly like you were taken out of, let's say, VR and then put in a real world momentarily? Particularly like when, when it we went were to going the to the, to the whaling ship, essentially. Yeah. Well, yes, and that when when it was sinking, spoilers. Um, yeah, that you know where there was suddenly went to the full live action, no special effects, and it was just the guys underwater being thrown around. Did you no. find that jarring? No, because mm -mm. there was only a couple of times where I thought, shit, we're live action again. But I think that was because I was so immersed because of the way when you said about 3D, I was so immersed in how beautiful and seamless the special effects are. The live action seemed the odd thing, whereas the special effects seemed the normal, if that makes any sense. Mm. At all. I just wanted to no, feel it, that at all. It I, I, no, I, I didn't feel it all, to be honest. Maybe in 3D. Maybe the 3D adds that extra element where you're more immersed, so it's maybe it's more jarring, but maybe because it was 2D, or maybe I'm just not as receptive to that as you are. Sure. I, I think that was, and that was one of the things that, like Carl was mentioning about the um, the uh, the frame rate thing. There was a couple of scenes where it did feel like it had slowed or it got a little bit jarring, but that was obviously minor. Like you said, it's an over, over a three-hour runtime, and I'm talking seconds, a couple of seconds here and there where I just thought, oh, that, that slipped. Oh, it's gone now. Anyway, back to normal. Um, but I just honestly, I think it's stunning, uh, absolutely beautiful. And the action sequences are are long for sure, but he shoots action so well. Emotionally, I was invested this time. The story running for it is simple still. It's family. What constitutes a family? Because we have fosters, we have um, uh, we have adoption almost, so to speak. And we have the different family values, et cetera, that come to clash when the two Navi tribes meet. So, yeah, it's kind of we've seen it before, but I think they did a really good job with this version of it. And it certainly made me invested in who lives and dies. I'm not going to say anything about that, but it made me care. And that was impressive, considering it is a lot of special effects on the screen. I encourage people to see it at yeah. the cinema. I disagree with Jammer. Go see it on the big screen if you can. If you can't, that's fine. Um, <laughs> no, what I'm trying to think here is, uh, so here's my question. Oh, I had it. I had it. It's gone. What the hell question was it? I don't know, but hold right there since you since you have a pause. 
I don't know what's happened. My keyboard has stopped typing. So if you guys needed me to look anything up, I wouldn't be able to. I need to do okay. a real quick reset. You can go ahead, Danny. I don't remember my question. Maybe I'll get to it eventually. Well, are we? Are, are, so listen, we've already done a couple of minor spoilers and stuff. Are we prepared to tell the listener that we're going to go deep into spoiler stuff now? And um, you, Nick, let's see here. So we, we, both we both recommend it. We both enjoyed it. Um, I think you probably, ironically, you gave it a lower grading, lower grade, but I think you probably enjoyed it maybe a smidge more than I did. Yep. Did I lose? Did I lose you all on the internet? Are no, you good? Oh, you can't. Oh, um, good, good, buddy. And I think, oh, you know what it was? It was this. So, yes, it is a simple story, but I don't think it's the same thing like in the previous one where like this is just Pocahontas or Dances with mm -hmm. Wolves. I'm not sure I can think of this is just this story except retold with yep. blue people. I don't think, maybe I'm wrong, but I can't think of a story that has like this sort of story. And it's very story minimal. I mean, I could just tell you what the story is right now, even a non-spoiler. Yep. Basically, Sully is being uh, tracked down by the sky people, the humans. And so he goes off away from his forest to a water tribe in order to sort of protect that village and sort of go into hiding and it's just about their lives there and then their pursuers Fine. and eventual clash that's it that's yeah. the story it's very simple Hello. um and he he lets you kind of just sink into the world a pun intended again jesus um okay it's more about the connections with the characters in that minimal story isn't it, it the, yeah. you've just described the story but the what makes the film better in that sense is it's the journey of the characters from that a to B, like you just said, that's it. And, and including yeah. some of the protagonists, the, the should we say the bad guy characters too. There, there's there's character arcs for for a lot of people in this show, uh, this show, this movie. And uh, I know we'll talk about this towards the end, but I'm actually looking forward to uh, the next one. Well, if you haven't seen Avatar: The Way of Water yet, um, and you don't want to be spoiled, I recommend you move on to watching that movie and then coming back of course and then listening to us yes. talk about our spoiler discussion if you don't care like nick doll probably doesn't care i don't care stick around <laughs> That's, uh, we'll have a good time talking um so first, things, first i want to bring up in spoilers what Go. did you think about how they brought back Stephen lang and sigourney weaver because i remember when they were saying like sigourney weaver's back Stephen lang is back i'm like did any death matter? What the fuck is happening? Like, how is this even like in my mind? It was hard for me not yeah. to think of this as almost like a like a semi reboot in that they're just like, let's just pretend this didn't happen and then bring them back anyway. But, you know, they actually yeah. did make it a part of the plot where, um, you know, Stephen Lang's character before they left, he had kind of set up a sort of uh, Navi cloning thing. And yep. basically in the event that he dies that will be jettisoned and his memories from his previous thing would be uploaded to his body. And then he can essentially continue a mission in that new Navi body. So he's um, of course yep. not having, not having the memories, <laughs> not having the memories of his death because he didn't, that didn't happen to him yet. But when he did that, did sorry, what was that kind I said, so, so he's uh Papa Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh sure. He's Papa Palpatine, Palpatine. Except with more logic because it actually looks like they have a whole system set up in place in order to make this stuff happen. Um I don't know how extensive it is or if this version of him is killed if there's going to be another version that's going to come back. Like how many how many copies do they have? How does that work? Um yep. 
But overall, I thought, okay, that's interesting. So clearly, James Cameron, the whole time I was thinking, James Cameron regretted killing off a great villain and was just like, fuck, I need to, I need to use him again. I need to like find a way to use him again. And uh, it's, it's funny, even at the end of this, this movie. Sorry, go on, go, Jim, finish that thought, mate. Even at the end of this movie, when uh, they, you know, it seems like they killed him off, I'm like, they, really, they did that, but then they didn't. I was like, okay, cool. He didn't make the same mistake twice. He, he found a way yep. to just like, keep him alive. That makes it yeah. So I, I um just going back to your initial question on what do I think about how they did it, I based on the fact that we don't know a huge amount about how much exactly how much tech they have, just how advanced technology is. I think they did a, a based on the fact that he wanted to bring these characters back. I liked how they did it because we just don't know how advanced their tech is, and they you know there's all sorts of questions about how can you put a whole human brain with the billions and trillions and quillions and quadrillions of synapses onto a chip but hey i'm also watching a film about where they're taking over bodies of avatars in another planet multi light year, multi-million light years away so fuck it i'm sold on that that's fine i liked how they did it i'm bought in i feel think that he is the only clone they have otherwise like you said they could have killed him and i think that would have been a mistake to just bring back another one because then we're just like Oh well, this is going to go on forever. Have they got a big vat of them. Is there a room filled with a hundred different one clones? So I think they can only make the one. That's how mm-hmm. I would like it to play out. So there is value, stroke, meaning to a possible life or death with with all of these characters, not just not just this one. But I liked how they did it. I know the he he wrote himself into a corner. He had to do something, but I liked how they did it. Even the little throwback with Giovanni Ribisi coming onto the camera and saying he's got to do it like this and that because they implying that that was filmed during the first film, so to speak. I like right that. or they even far prior to that. Yeah, it, I like it too, and I think also what they're doing with his character is interesting because I just think eventually he's going to be reformed in some way, which is really because yeah. like they're they're having him grow in little ways, and um, I appreciate it on a number of levels his relationship with his son and that the son wasn't like a backstabber at all by any means. He like he was continually loyal. That was never a thing. It was just of will he still eventually have a connection with his father? And they kind of got like the little bits that they they made us believe it a little bit. It wasn't like a full like, oh, I love you, son type thing. It was very much just, I won't let you get killed. And then, okay, fine, I'll save you. Yeah, at the moment, that's all as much as I will do. And I think, again, that is great on that part, because although we know there's other films coming, he wasn't trying to tie up all the loose ends and try to make everything tied in this film. So... I was pleased they did that. They've laid the groundwork. We it could it could go either way, right? It could be that he does not get a redemption, or he could get a redemption. Who knows? Because this this guy's an arsehole still, right? He's still been and done some arsehole things in this oh, movie yeah. as the version of himself. So I'm yeah. not sure I want to see him fully redeemed. I don't think I would feel good about that. I like my my T's crossed and my I's dotted and my bad guys killed. I like that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm not sure I want a full redemption, but I'm liking where they took that little arc, particularly like you said, with his son, with, with Spider. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I like how they did it, and I like how they did, they've got character arcs for these ones. And even with the young Sigourney Weaver too, there's more to come from that story as well. So I, I'm, I'm super happy with how they did it. Yeah, speaking of Sigourney Weaver, how did you feel about the way they brought her back in this one? Since I think, so she's, she plays herself. She plays that character, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah I think I'm, I'm thinking so. Yeah, I, that's how I felt all the way through. I think 
and this is where I like you a little bit. I'm like, I don't quite remember what happened with her in the first one. I don't. Quite I just know she died. She yeah, that's it. She just died. So this they, one, they had her body that, though. Right, and so this is where I wasn't quite so sure. This one didn't. She didn't feel quite. You mean when you say Sigourney Weaver coming back? Do you mean physically on screen, or do you mean as this character, as her daughter in this in this one? What do you mean, Jammer? Both. Both. I didn't think because I felt it, forgive me if I'm wrong, correct me, that it was that dream sequence when her daughter connected with the Mother Earth, whatever they're calling it, the tree uh, thing. where she came back. That was her, yeah, that was the that was the one that felt a little bit, I'm going to say a little bit, a little bit forced. But mm. with her being in her body, so to speak, I feel that, I get that, that's okay, I'm okay with that. Not knowing who her father is, et cetera, is quite a nice little twist to be, to be revealed later wasn't as good as what we got with the bad guy with Stephen Lang's character that was clever good understandable technologies there whatever but this one felt a little bit like well we need to have Sigourney on screen as a human let's do it in a dream sequence I've sure. not I've got no problem with it it just felt a little bit less I don't know I can't get my words but a little bit less um uh it felt more forced that's probably a better way of doing it I think Sorry. they did a pretty good job with the character itself, with the the Navi character of her. Um, yeah, it made it. It's funny. My wife, she was like, I would, I, she was like, I felt like they didn't explore the whole seizure thing enough that she had, and I was just like, uh, well, it's probably gonna be in the third one. She's like, there's gonna be another one. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then and then another one, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one. Like, as long as these continue to make money, he's gonna keep churning them out. Because what was it? He said that he has ideas for like a seventh one even after you know five and six so it's just like these aren't going to end but she was she did not realize that there was going to be more she just like i thought it was oh, going to be just another standalone oh bless mrs jammer yeah no there's a she was so i have a question that. for you i have a question for you then jammer um yes a, a little bit in depth the the final scene when all the all the water smurfs are attacking the whaling ship right and okay. then it goes to the Right. Where did they all go all of a sudden? Why weren't they helping with the final fight? I just felt there was lots of them, hundreds of them potentially. They Don't all worry helped. About Don't worry ship. about it. They weren't worry about and it. And then it got very personal. It seemed it. to be Navi was family, family Worthington Blue Smurfs. And the rest of them just disappeared. Like, why are they not helping? Why are they not there to help? I, I don't understand where they went. Can you um, give me some sort of help? No, sleep at night while because what away? I think is funny, I definitely thought that. Literally the whole time I was like, where are they? And I was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they like, did, it did seem a bit like they were there for one minute. They did all the hard work and then they just disappeared and left the family on their own. That's what it felt like. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they, I mean, it seemed like that. They didn't even show up at the very end, right? They weren't, they were no. just gone, 100% gone. Yeah. So it wasn't like they peeked out and then came back in. It was literally, they were just gone for the entire scene. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, maybe after they got, no, because they didn't even get, they didn't even get their daughter. No, they just disappeared. They didn't even come for their daughter. Remember, because she was there when he, when the son died. She was next to him, crying her eyes out. So why weren't they there to rescue her daughter if no other reason? Where did they go? Question. I got no. I right. Got so any you, dear listeners that have seen, I need something canon to tell me where they went. Maybe <laughs> they got lost, or the, I don't know. I, <laughs> I need. I need to. Because that for me, and this sounds kind of odd. That for me is the biggest plot hole and that sounds stupid because quote unquote plot hole yeah 
but where did the rest of the water navy go during the battle? That's my question to the Discord universe and the, the network and the podcast universe. Anyone listening that's in the film or come back when you have, give me something that's going to help me sleep. Where did they it might, go? It might not. It, they might, it, it's just, you know, they just, it, it didn't matter to the story at that point. So fuck them. But the whole family go after, because the reason they went well, to hey, fight is because their daughter's with them. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, Right, and enough. even like even like the uh the 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 tulkun tulkun the tulkun yeah. um creature disappeared after Chuck that Kuhn initial. Is in this? What? <laughs> Truckun is in this jammer. Truckun is in this. Yeah, this is actually an isekai, which you know is actually Down in the too far off. Quite the um, the tulkun tulkun um creature that helps at the beginning of the battle doesn't do much after that initial flop. Which I thought was very impressive, and I liked the fact that he was smart, and I did like the deflection of the rocket with his with his uh, steel cranium. Oh, that was great! Like fuck you, yeah. just like put it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah and, and I love Jermaine Clement's character. I think his character is probably coming back, right? Like he didn't die. No, he didn't, and you could tell he was a good guy underneath all that, right? He was a well, good yeah, because like even when they're showing the whaling man. sequence, and he was just like, "This is why I drink," and yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It pays for your research and goes, and that's why I drink. Yeah. yeah. And then also like yeah. the the moment where they literally, they were about to die. And he was just making a joke at that other dick guy where he was just like, who has the, what the fuck is it called? Harpoon now or something. Or who has the harpoon now. That's it. Yeah. Even though he was on the boat that was about to get, like you say, d- destroyed. Wiped destroyed. Out. Yeah. And the other moments too, with the one where the guy was making a joke about dropping that vial. And he's like, it's, it's never funny when you do that. Like it's, it's never yeah. funny. <laughs> like stop doing that. I wish you'd stop. <laughs> uh, just the relationship. So I, I'm hoping to see more of him soon. Cause we didn't see him at all after the ship, even though we saw very clearly he didn't die. We also yep. didn't see what happened to him afterwards. So I'm intrigued yep. to see more of him. Um, I thought he was a good character and I was surprised that he popped up period. Um, yep. I actually, I was surprised by spider's character i thought he'd be very annoying and he was not i actually liked yep. him quite a bit yep because I, I hate the name yeah, spider yeah I, I, you know it's one of those things i mean we we could probably talk and bore nick and the listener for a while about the things that we loved about this film but i, I think it just adds to the fact that you really it if you were not sure about watching it because you weren't sh- overly keen on the first one other than it looks pretty this film has a lot more depth it has a lot more character and even the yeah, it, all the characters have some sort of arc, and it does leave you like um, certain really characters quick. we were just talking about. Wanting more. I have, Go ahead, buddy. I, I have to take a call really quick. Keep talking. I'll be back. Oh, shoot. Bye, yeah, so to, to, to people like you, Nick, that weren't, like I say, that weren't entirely convinced about seeing this again or needing another one, I, I, I strongly recommend that you do check it out. Every character has an arc. Every character has features and qualities that you actually care about, and it does make you want to watch another one um and there was something of was it on discord net where someone was talking about hope this film is not just three hours of setting up the the next couple of films was that was that on discord or was oh that, that was i think that was um i don't think uh, someone's Ky- being serious I think, I think that was kyle being like i bet it's three hours of world building or something yeah. like that. well i promise i promise you and i know kyle was a little bit tongue-in-cheek on that i promise you it's not it is and does stand alone as a one film Yes, you maybe need to be reminded a little bit of what happened in the previous one, 
And yes, there are things that lead into another one, but it's not one of those films that just cuts and goes, shit, I don't, I've got to watch another one now. It does stand on its own. It does have a beginning, a middle and an end. It's just that the end has areas that can be explored further on, right? So um, so don't be worried about that either. It, it really does have value to watch this movie. I, I, I'm looking forward to watching it again. And I do not mind sitting in that chair for another three hours. It just looks beautiful. Even just to look at the beauty. It's it's stunning, Nick. It really is. If that if Weta's technology is getting that far, it's 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 beautiful. To do water underwater that well with CGI, whatever you want to call it now, and to get it that good, yeah, we're on a winner now. This is this it has raised me- the bar what stuff can do. I don't like swimming. I don't like the ocean. It made me want to swim in the ocean. Right. Well, so. there you go. See, now the, now there's the tagline. That's what should go on the back of the Blu-ray. Joseph Jammer <laughs> made me want to swim in the ocean. And I don't like swimming. Whatever I don't said. like the ocean. I, hate, I don't like swimming. I hate the ocean. And it made me want to swim in the ocean. Boom. There you go. That's the front of the cover. That's with the five stars or the B plus or whatever you gave it at the bottom. There you go. LRM has got its first front cover of a Blu-ray disc. There you go. Nick, does this make you any more interested in watching the movie? No, but I like Danny's enthusiasm. I don't want to, like, Danny's almost like a happy puppy that, like, I don't want to let down. (laughs) Because Danny (laughs) is so excited about it. So I feel like a Scrooge to say no, but I have no interest to see this movie. I mean, it's worth watching. I mean, you watch, like, a... You have time. Well, I guess you have time now, but once you have money, you won't, so... Once I have a job, I won't, but I will have yeah. money. <laughs> so when I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to think of a way to, to, to twist it. Here, if it comes if you don't have a job, I don't even know why I'm so invested in this. If you don't have a job <laughs> by the time it comes out, I will pay for you to rent it on streaming and then you have to watch it. It'll be on Disney Plus for free eventually. Oh yeah. I'll send I still have no I'll plans, buy you the Blu ray, Nick. I'll buy you the Blu ray. I'll buy you the Navi Blu ray, because that's what it's gonna be called, right? The Navi Blu ray. <laughs> Navi Ray. Uh, the Navi Ray. The Navi <laughs> Ray. His Navi, own Navi. new technology just for one movie. Just for Two one movie. Two movies. <laughs> they re released the first movie on it too. Well, seven. Oh, the, 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 oh are you serious? Seven. Is that actually what it's called? No. Oh, okay. I was Ray like, hang on. <laughs> Navi or Blue. <laughs> I know that, but I, I was like, wait a second. I could see the marketing people thinking they're so fucking clever and then just changing it. And, Whatever. I can see James Cameron uh, thinking that, and then they're like, "That's the dumbest I ever idea ever." And he's like, "Fuck you! <laughs> I do what like, I want." Just like, like this bitch, movie. I made Avatar. Bitch, I made Titanic. I made Terminator Two. I made Aliens. Aliens. So anyway, that's all I have to say. This I is, made Piranha uh, Seven or whatever he made. I think it was Piranha this, uh, Two. <laughs> this movie uh, is worth watching. If you're interested, definitely see it. If you're on the fence, if you have time, see it. Get off the fence and check it out. It's, it's. I think it's an experience for sure. Um, I don't backwards think... off the fence, not forwards into the movie. Fall <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on the side of the fence um, yeah, without but... the pool or the river or the lake or the ocean. <laughs> anything else you want to mention, Danny? Um, did I mention how you should you should watch it? I think so. I'll just say. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it, but no, nothing else. I mean, you and I could talk for a while, but I think we bored the dear listener so far. But yeah, uh, no, I'm good. Thanks, buddy. 
did did you have the Mission Impossible footage in front of yours? No, oh, no one cares no. about that only shit, IMAX. Nick. That's all I would care about. We didn't have that, Nick. On it, I, I would have, I would have, uh, I would have DM'd you, buddy, and, and and told you about that. Oh, just quickly, one thing I have heard, Jammer, particularly for our listeners from Britain, the uh, Stephen Lang avatar looks exactly like Vinnie Jones. And if you're not <laughs> from the UK, you're familiar with Vinnie Jones. Bullet Tooth Tony from the Lockstock films. He looks exactly like him. Does and he? it took me out for a few seconds as well. I kept thinking, that's not Stephen Lang. That's Vinnie fucking Jones. That's there you go. Funny. That's all I got. Yep. Nick, no, I have a question. No, do, you, do, you think it, do you think it sounds stupid how they brought back Stephen Lang? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't? It sounds okay. lazy. Like, we need to use the same villain. But it's a cool way to do it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, that's cool. Fair. All right, well, that's all I have to say about Avatar, The Way of Water. Um, definitely check it out. If you're a theater-going person, I, there's no reason. If you like going to the theaters, there's no reason for you to miss this movie. Make a night of it. You have no choice. It's three and a half hours long, <laughs> so definitely make a night of it. Um, and don't do what I do did and, and get up for a, a 6 a.m. class the next morning because that was not fun. Well, I did it for the we'll podcast. See. The so. bags under my eyes. God you know, even last you. week when when Nick was like, Hey, with well, so Avatar is coming out next week, and I was like, "Fuck, we're gonna have to watch that." And then I was just like, "No, let's not," because I don't want to, I don't want to see it Thursday night. But then you know, uh, Jonesy in the chat was just like, "Well, that'd be the one." I'm like, "Yeah, he's right." Fuck, I guess I have to watch Avatar at night. I hate mm-hmm. it. I, I would much prefer <laughs> to see it this evening, like at you know five or something, than yesterday. Um, so you know, the fact that I was in a sleepy, a sleepy state, dreading the the next morning. Um, and I still enjoyed it. No one cares. No one cares. Wow. Shut up, Jamin. No one cares. Wow. No one cares. Come you on. all people see would, it this evening. You of all people should respect a healthy sleep habit, Danny. <laughs> I do, but I also respect the fact you got up early to go to the gym and do a class. So there you go. There's the flip side to that. So well done. Thank you. By the way, they have TRX classes there. Damn straight they do. I bet they're not as good as mine. That's what I was about to say. You need to come. You need to come over here and put on a TRX class. I'd go. I'd be there in a second. Well, I mean, I'll make you watch Avatar the night before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Nick, uh, I'll hand the microphone back over to you because I think we're done speaking about Avatar. I know there's been a lot of shit going down at Warner Brothers this past week, in addition to some cool trailers dropping. So go ahead and, and throw us into the mix. What we got to talk about today? We got some more Warner Brothers woes or Warner Brothers wins, depending how you think about it. WBW, baby. Um, So first of all, we have a follow up on last week's story about Wonder Woman 3 biting the dust, or at least Patty Jenkins leaving the project. Um, It was said that (laughs) I got jammer and the other one bites the dust. Um, uh, It was said in that article from sources which is always true. It was a deadline article. Okay, to be, they all say, you know, undisclosed sources. They're not going to reveal the janitor that walks by and cleans the trash, you know, <laughs> overheard the executives talking. 
Hey, no, it's seriously, it could be. Yeah. I know for a fact those were sources that we had at LRM back in the day. Oh, it was really? literally a janitor <laughs> snapping a picture of somebody's desk with like paper on it or something. I'm like, oh, watch out for those janitors, those sneaky, sneaky janitors. Um, <laughs> well, uh, so last week um, it was said that Patty Jenkins was out, which is still the case. Um, and it was said that she was offered a chance to do a new treatment, a new script, if it fit their new model, their new storyline. And she refutes that in her official tweet on uh, Patty Jenkins. I mean, on Twitter from Patty Jenkins. (laughs) PattyJenkins.com. Me and my roommate did that this week. We were like, how many actors actually own their own website? And it's not many. Tom Cruise does, which we were surprised. But but, so... Here's the highlights of it. I don't want to read the whole thing because it's long, boring. Um, it's not boring. What are you talking about? It's well, not boring. Or her just, boring. Half of it's just like, oh, I loved working with Gal Gadot and Linda Carter. And thank but I think you. that's important to, to to put in there. It's like it, there's a at least to acknowledge that it exists. That It wasn't it didn't come across as a bitter thing. It came across as, hey, there were some rumors that were just wrong. Here's what actually happened but also making sure that there was that professionalism of like, I had a good experience. Warner brothers clearly has some shit to deal with. And I totally understand that they have hard decisions to make and it just didn't work out. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry, going go to read one paragraph before the other, you know, it's not in this order and you'll see That's why fine. in a second. Um, okay. So first, this is the first paragraph I'm reading is her addressing the story from last week. Um, when there started being backlash about backlash, ugh, about wonder woman three, not happening. The attractive clickbait false story that it was me that killed it or walked away started to spread. That is simply not true. I never walked away. I was open to considering anything they asked of me. It was my understanding there was nothing I could do to move anything forward at this time. DC is obviously buried in changes right now, and they have to to make... Sorry, there's just dirt on my screen. So I understand these decisions (laughs) are difficulty right now. I'm like, is that shake or make? Am I missing a letter? But, what are you looking? Oh, to make. It's having yeah. to make. Not yeah, yeah. I got it eventually. Okay. But so that's base, and that ties into our next story, which kind of jammer. But I want to before I move on to that, um, just in general, what it ties into our next story is last week jammer and I were discussing whether or not it should be done a complete reboot of the universe, and it looks like based on what did other. I, I don't remember what you said. Cause remember, I thought you were against it, but it was Kyle who gave me like a dirty look when you were talking about it, not you oh, yeah. or something. I wasn't against it. <laughs> I was a hundred percent for it, and I'm a hundred percent for what's coming up, which we'll get to in a little bit, involving Superman and James Gunn. Because I, it's a mess. You're just gonna do half measures again. You're gonna end up with exactly you have now after the Snyder incident. Sometimes you have to throw the baby mess. out with the bathwater. Yeah, fuck babies. So to throw the but baby out, way. make a new baby. Yeah, make a better baby. Make Stronger, a better baby. Faster. <laughs> but here's the paragraph I actually liked. Um, I mean, I don't like a dislike. Let me guess. Why don't you ask us about the other question? Because you're about to switch the topics to Rogue Squadron, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Good list. So what are Danny, your opinions? Thank well, you, I mean, Danny. What do you think about this, about, about her response overall? And does it change your opinion about anything? It doesn't change my opinion. I think it, it was it was a response that I was kind of, should we say, expecting. I think she she did it in the right way. She's she said the right things to appease the right people, etc. I, uh, yeah, 
she's obviously in a very difficult situation as far as that's concerned, especially, and I know you guys covered it last week, especially with what happened with Wonder Woman 2. How it wasn't exactly the success that I'm sure they were hoping it would be, and even no. for her a little bit too. So I think, you know, she said what she needed to say. I, I genuinely believe that that's how she feels, certainly about the people that she worked with and things. Um, I don't know where the next story is going as far as um, uh, Rogue Squadron is concerned. I was more worried about Rogue Squadron. Sorry, Nick based on how Wonder Woman 2 looked and did and was. And I was like, oh, shit, now I'm not quite so excited about Rogue Quadrant. And I was very excited about it when it was first announced 100%. as a movie. Yeah, I will so say they- this, uh, her quote, I think, is a it was a needed response because I'm sure there are yeah. some people out there who are like, uh, have a certain perspective about her. And I, I'm looking at Kyle here because I know Kyle felt the same way, how like Wonder Woman 2 was very clearly the product of her having full control. And then that story about her not wanting to make changes and walking away seemed to think, well, shit, she's just full of herself. So I think this response and her saying, nope, that's not what happened, I think probably could go a long way for other students to be like, oh, wait, maybe she's not just a difficult egomaniac to work with. Maybe... Mm-hmm. She will listen. It's just the DC was beyond repair and they needed to cut ties, throw out that baby. My my yeah. my position still solely rests on uh uh 84 being a mess in direction, a mess in writing, a mess in editing, a mess in sound design. And that while I do and have admitted even on uh the cantina that a collaborative issue where there's a different writer producers and and all of that and she's only directing that that is better than saying she had she would have complete control still the d- direction of wonder woman 84 was still so awful that i i i don't want her touching rogue rogue squadron i, I mean, do admit that there woman is a little was pretty fucking good though like it was she, and that's she, why yeah she had a hit and she had a miss she I, get, had I completely understand your miss but just collab- because she had a miss doesn't mean she can't right. have a but she a had coll- she had collaboration and if it if it works it works i'm still gonna be there opening night if and when it does come out but if you offered me someone else <laughs> it, not anyone else but someone else i would seriously uh consider it who would you consider who, who would you want to do rogue squadron uh honestly ronald moore I've Who I've been saying that? that for for a long time. Uh, Ronald Moore uh, was a writer on uh, Star Trek: First Contact, and he was the showrunner for uh, Battlestar Galactica: The Reimagining in uh, the uh, 2000s, and that's why I want Has him he, as specifically is because of of um, uh, Battlestar Galactica. So. What has he directed? He just said that twice. He's, he's, not he's had a few a few things I can't recall off the top of my mind. And uh um like I said, my primary thing was uh Battlestar Galactica more so that that is one name that came up and if I could pick a uh a uh, uh composer, it would definitely he, he directed a bunch of Star Trek uh episodes. He's mostly T V. Um mm. yeah, mostly T V mm. developer, writer, executive producer uh writer on uh generations first contact and uh a writer on mission impossible too so yeah so he's directed two Nothing. episodes yeah just some some tv episodes. he's directed uh, no no he, he's directed one tv episode of Battlestar galactica mm-hmm. and one episode of caprica that's mm-hmm. it yep i still would would give it to him 
I think let him try it. I think wow, wow, wow. I think you're absolutely not. I, no. I get him to write it. I'm on board sure. with that. that I don't think I want to get him to direct it. Not until he's directed anything that's movie. Hey, every um, everyone's got to start somewhere, right? I mean, you they shouldn't they start gave, with Rogue Squadron, gave, though. Is my point. Dude, they, you should start they, with something else. <laughs> Hold on, Jammer. They gave the Community guys freaking uh, uh, Winter Soldier. I mean, they directed me, film. you, me, and Dupree. They directed oh you, me, God. and Dupree. The, yeah, they directed oh, okay. a movie. My and point is, they really, directed that movies really com- before they directed that. Really that really compares. Okay, all right. That that really compares. Sure. <laughs> I do have an I do have a slight issue, and it's something I've learned throughout life. Where it's like just because like someone you love is attached, or someone you hate is attached. I mean, not love or hate, but someone has a good track record or a bad track record, really doesn't mean anything for their next project. Like it's like, oh, it's the writers I loved who did, you know, horrible bosses. Then you watch another movie by the same writers and you're like, ooh, it just depends. I don't know. As as Kyle said, it does compa- depend on the collaborators, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of stuff. It also just depends on which project it is. Like Patty Jenkins did The Hurt Locker, my favorite Academy Award winning movie of all time. That so, was Bigelow, I thought. That was that was Bigelow. Kind of like ah, I didn't know those were different people. Oh my god. God, Nick. <laughs> she did monster. Then. She did Is monster. She, yeah, she did. I monster. haven't seen, so I can't brag about that. I didn't know they were different people. <laughs> they have different names, Nick. <laughs> oh, Catherine Bigelow and Patty Jenkins, the same person. It's a, it's a female director. M- must be the same. It's kind of like uh, uh, Winona Ryder and and Christina Ricci oh, yeah. from last. Yeah. Year. <laughs> oh, Danny, he didn't know that Christina Ricci and Winona Ryder were two different people. Until oh, I saw oh, it Wednesday. Two so Wednesday. Oh, Nick. Oh, Nick. Okay. oh, Nick. But yeah, that's the other part of the quote. I really had to read it. But now that she's uh, she left Rogue Squadron, you know, it was one of those like indefinite. It could happen. It might not happen because of Wonder Woman three. And she's like, I only left Wonder Woman three. So now I'm focusing on Rogue Squadron again, which. Well, to be fair, the quote is, uh, in fact, I am still on it. And that project has been in active development ever since. I don't know if it will happen or not. We never Sounds do like until the development Lucasfilm. process <laughs> is complete. I think that's very important because her her comment almost seemed seemed like it was aimed at two things. Because there's also been Rogue Squadron stuff in the in the rumor mill uh, relatively recently, so she's addressing the Warner Brothers stuff while also putting in some things about uh, Rogue Squadron. The the purpose people could read it. Oh, she's trying to hedge bets or whatever. No, she's she she delivered a really good professional uh response there. But it mm-hmm. is important to say that even she is not sure on the status, like the uh future of Rogue Squadron. Maybe that was just a fuck you to Warner Brothers, where it's like fuck you Warner Brothers. I'm going back. I'm going over to Disney as Henry Cavill should. Um, well, actually, so the, the rumor for the Thunderbolts movie is that they're going to fight a super, an evil Superman. And someone was like, how awesome would it be? Because they have lots of characters that fit, like not literal Superman, but they have lots of Marvel characters that are like, this is our version of Superman. And he's a bad guy. How cool would it be to get Henry Cavill to play an evil Superman for Marvel? That'd be pretty mm-hmm. cool. But that Wait, goes so into- who do they have that could fit the bill for an evil Superman? Character wise, I, I don't know all like isn't the Hyperion one? It's of them? Hyperion. Mike Johnson. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm the not other that steeped Hyperion and the the other possibility is a character that Bendis created. I don't think they would use it a, a Sentry, who's got a mm-hmm. uh, evil shadow version alter ego to his super powered golden hero 
uh, version, Sentry in the Void. That that's a whole another can of worms. I I think it's going to be Hyperion. The uh, the um, the fact God. that we both named him at the same time means at least some Marvel people know yeah. <laughs> Hyperion. That was who we both named first. All right, so. Danny's going to have to hop off soon, so he won't make it to my scream question I have, but it doesn't matter who I ask it to, as long as they're not a big <laughs> fan of the other ones. Gotcha. So, the real confirmation, besides Wonder Woman being dropped, and not complete confirmation, but now it's assumed that they're restarting everything, is that Henry Cavill is out because James Gunn is making a... He's writing, no confirmation of director. He's actually making it sound like it isn't him. A Superman movie which will be a younger version of the hero, but not an origin story. As um, what Hollywood Reporter writes, and James Gunn has said himself, like, I guess this article's before he said it himself, because they're like, sources say, and it's like, I read James Gunn say that, so he must have written this the day before James Gunn said this, <laughs> is that um, it will be a younger Superman, but he'll still be, like, all the way at the Daily Planet Superman. We're not getting, like, a Smallville or something. And just the f- and of course he said obviously it won't be Henry Cavill, based on the fact that they're going younger. Um, and this obviously comes as a clash, uh, big trouble for Henry Cavill. <laughs> just the idea that he, he, people keep thinking he quit The Witcher for he Superman. Did. I actually don't believe. Oh, for that. Superman. Okay, gotcha. Though I though his yeah. quote was. <laughs> That yeah, because this quote was creative differences, and people were like, "Oh, we quit it to go back to playing Superman." And it's like, "There's time well, there was for another, both." There was another rumor from uh, Grace Randolph, who is hit or miss, but that his agent was basically saying, "You're a film actor; you need to focus on film." And now that you have Superman coming back, that's an opportunity for you to shift your focus into film. Again, right. that was one source, yeah. one room, one one source, not rumor, but that was one person who said that i don't think i've heard that from anybody else kyle have you uh just the same same rumor but from from other interviews where he is as tactfully as possible expressing uh issues with the witcher um i would if i were to place a bet he left the witcher because he did not like the direction of of the character he's He's known to be a geek. Uh, he's he's being offered a chance at a at a dream project with a Warhammer 40k uh, mm-hmm. uh, project over at Amazon, which is not finalized. But he he himself did make a comment on that as well. So there, the, at least the uh, uh, story about there being talks for that is true. Which is uh, funny. Back to TV, after right? His agent because no. and that that's why I'm saying I <laughs> I really don't know if it's the the whole tv thing i think he's just looking to do projects that he believes in and that hold hold true to what he thinks they should be so the other franchise i think of him for is something that people have been wanting for a long time where they're like well he's available to play james bond now like pull the trigger yeah he is his schedule his schedule just opened up someone younger this time he's only 39 he's oh my god i thought he was older he's younger than most of the bonds when they were cast but yeah that's that's not that age yeah but they did they kyle's right they did say they want to go even younger but not i mean tom holland cares what they say (laughs) who cares like like who knows no who knows what they're gonna who knows what they they will ultimately settle on is my point yeah and then of course this news kind of comes like it's so weird because you know DC was trying to get their shit together, 
and stuff and they even had him come out and have an announcement that he was returning and apparently he was returning for just a cameo in black adam which is well i mean i think there were plans for more but then james gunn came in and once again threw out the baby which is good in this case like i said last week i preferred this um but yeah that's really sad like i feel bad for him he was a good superman he's he's, never got a good movie he's a great actor he's never I think he's gotten he's gotten a couple of good movies. He no, got good Man of Steel. Movie. Oh, I love Man of Steel. Um, I, I really yeah, like Man of Steel. You. It's a flawed me movie, too. but I do like what the the idea behind the movie was, which was yep. an alien story, and about yep. him dis- deciding is mankind worth saving? Because yep. frankly, I don't know if it is. So I'm with him. Maybe it's my <laughs> my misanthropic self. Um being unsure about that so i like what he did i think there was a couple of things that needed to be like tightened up with man of steel but overall i think it was good um and i i enjoy i like batman v superman the ultimate cut i really you know me i fucking love justice league uh, Zack snyder cut that movie's awesome something i like the movies he's been in personally but he hasn't had a successful a really successful superman movie or really any successful movie that he's been in really right there hasn't yeah, been a really a big success. Like I would love for Man from Uncle sequels, but Army Hammers in the Doghouse, and uh, mm-hmm. because that, that was you know because that was meant to be like a Guy Ritchie franchise. Well, the movie yeah like didn't Sherlock. do very well. No, it didn't. You know, prior Did you to Army Hammers, uh, cannibalistic yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, reveals, mm-hmm. alleged cannibalistic reveals, alleged. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Um, just quick, <laughs> did you discuss? Um, the um, future of Black Adam in this new world with the particularly not as big as they thought it was going to be, how much The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, fought to have Henry Cavill as Superman and now suddenly we've got this, yeah, he's not Superman anymore. Do you think that that, that Black Adam is now done and dusted? That was it? That was our Black Adam yep. film? We got it? I think so. I think they're so. They're not going to want a new we Amanda Waller. Some we didn't discuss are... this at all, no. But this is a new, we haven't talked about it. Go ahead, Nick. Okay. I was just going to say, they're going to want a new, I just, people are a new Amanda Waller, you know, and all that stuff going forward. Um, but I just I think know. it's you funny that Peacemaker season two coming up. Nick. That's true. Yeah. And that's the other isn't, thing isn't she, is James Gunn's Amanda wife Waller coming back for something else as well. Not anymore. No, <laughs> no she's in one of Nick. There's no she's reported. There's no word right? on, as a matter of fact, James Gunn said earlier this week that they will be, and I'm roughly quoting, Things uh, keeping the things that work and not keeping the things that don't work. So there is no, hey, the whole thing's being rebooted. Everyone's gone. There's four movies next year. The Flash, Blue Beetle, Shazam 2, and Aquaman 2. Um, you've got Peacemaker 2. There's there's a lot of things still kind of up in the air. So we'll, we'll have to wait and watch. see. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Not coming out next year. Yeah, not next year for, oh, for no, sure. Uh, but as far as what it looks like going forward, he did say him, himself in, in a tweet that they will be keeping what works. Now, what does that mean? Behind the camera, crews and teams, direct, yes. writers. Does, <laughs> we don't know, but uh, it is a multiverse and uh, there is a Flash movie coming up. We might see a yeah, I hate the movie instead movie. of Flashpoint, this might be an amalgamation of uh, Flashpoint and re- Rebirth. So we'll we'll have Should to be see. Great. I think um, they just need to just need to kill everyone and just start over again. Forget the multiverse. Start from scratch. Start from ground zero. 
So with, with what Kyle just said about um, keeping what works and getting rid of what doesn't, we've just discussed that Henry Cavill is not one of those things, even though I think most people agree that worked. But do we think that Black Adam worked? Do we think Dwayne Johnson is in the it worked pile or the didn't work pile based on I mean, the numbers I think, and, and the arguments there? Which is funny because I was going to say something, but I'm realizing contradictory information. So like here's, for example... What didn't work about Henry Cavill is that his movies weren't as successful as they needed to be. Black Adam, I haven't seen the movie. Did it comes not, out today. Did on, not make a lot uh, of money. Max, I want to watch it. Did not make a lot of money. It made like three hundred and eighty something million or something. Uh, he claimed it was profitable. But there have since been people coming out or uh, saying that he released misleading information and he was that spinning. it's looting money. It, he was it, spinning. It could be with with merchandise and uh, the inevitable uh, home video sales. There will be physical media for that. It will very likely make its budget back plus a, plus a little. The worst thing for it, and we might be having a completely different conversation if it hit China, but that's, that's what worked against it, is it didn't get a, a Chinese uh, uh, release. If it did, it easily makes another $150 million in, in my opinion yeah. and no, is profitable. Right, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but like, so the other thing for me is like, that puts a random question of what bye, Danny, by Danny, Danny had to leave. We bye, knew he Danny. had to leave, but what question had to, uh, what works? What didn't, what's the definition of what doesn't work. And the thing is suicide squad, the suicide squad did not make money. Um, of course, it was during the pandemic when it was released, so it's hard to say for sure. Was not, by that definition, successful. So does that mean that's just his stuff is coming back? I don't know. Peacemaker, I think, joke. was successful. Because but... his wife, his wife, who's half his age, not that that matters, is it in does all those matter. projects. I'm so sorry, it's it like, does matter a little it bit. Does. It's a little weird. Especially <laughs> when he was her director, so basically choosing her or approving her wardrobe and like framing the shots and stuff. It's like, that's a little creepy, but... Uh, that's the joke online is that anything with his wife in it stays because she needs a job. I mean, to be fair, in her defense, she was good. Oh, she was great. Yeah, yeah she was I'm, good. I got Andrew talented. to start Peacemaker last week, and he was like, how did I wait this long on? And I was like, I don't know, you asshole. I've been trying to get you to watch it since January. You tell me yeah. why it took you this long. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't want to take away from the fact that the actor is clearly very talented and stuff and is great in the show and in suit. Well, she's not that much. In she's Suicide barely Squad. in Suicide Squad. She's well, barely she's in there, Suicide Squad, but she's there. She's fine. Um, so yeah, I, it is weird. There's, whenever there's that, that, um, that power dynamic, it's awkward. And in addition to the, the half the age difference, it's just, for me, it's weird, but at the same time, I don't want to take away from her success as well or either. Mm-hmm. So Anyways, go I ahead even, and do I even need to read this? I guess yeah, we'll read the Man of Steel quote, the Henry yeah. Cavill quote. He's no longer the Man of Steel. I'm no, no, sure. he'll forever be my Man of Steel. I hate when people say that. That's I'm just saying that because it I know. Weird. <laughs> it just uh, he'll blame. I like that. Uh, so I just this is Henry Cavill's words. He had to release a little statement too. I've just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Saffron, and it's sad news, everyone. I will, after all not be returning as Superman after being told by the studio to announce my return back in October, which we discussed. No, that's, that's, that's like the saying. worst part. Yeah. That's the worst part is that the studio was like, Hey, we want you to announce this. He's like, Oh, awesome. All right. And then the next month, Oh, sorry. No, not really. Back in the prior to their hire as in 
Peter and Jane, well, Gunn and Saffron. The news isn't the easiest. This news isn't the easiest, but that's life. The changing of the guard is something that happens. I have respect for that. James and Peter have built a universe to build. I wish them and I'll involve the new universe, the best of luck and the happiest of fortunes. And then he has the whole like Superman stands and will never go away. Like, and thank you for being fans thing that Patty Jenkins said. Yeah, that's it's our, sad. It's it a, it's, it, was it was very poor management on on Warner Brothers part, but I get there was probably this really pressure from Dwayne Johnson and they had not yet closed the deal with James Gunn. So it's like they probably didn't want to like, well, if James Gunn doesn't work out and we don't even know what his plans are and we've screwed, we've, we've pissed off the rock. We don't want to jeopardize what future we could have with the rock. I'm sure there'll be plenty of articles coming up where it's like, did the rock kill the DCEU? Cause I've already seen it. A few of the articles. Are like you that. kidding me? Really? Yeah. I'm not saying no, I agree with that, but no. I've seen lots of articles <laughs> like that. It was like, do you force their hand into making an expensive movie that obviously they've had issues before that. And I don't think Gunn and Saffron are to be blamed. I think they've been brought in to write the ship. And part of riding the ship is just throwing out that baby. Sometimes you have to, you know, set flame to the Mary and create a thousand sunny. No one else knows what that means in this chat, but hopefully one of you listeners slash watchers do, does. <laughs> so speaking of watchers, we watched some trailers this week. Is that all? Yeah, it's all uh, Warner Brothers woes wins. That's all. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's get in them trailers and not spend too much time on it because we're keep. I don't know. We kept it pretty short last week. It was nice. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. What did you think, Jammer, of this trailer? Which is obviously spy- Into the Spider-Verse 2. <laughs> but I mean, with a more clever name. It looked good. But at the same time, like, I'm honestly, I'm surprised it didn't make me more hyped. I appreciate the emotion behind it. It's about, you know, him growing up. You get that speech from his mom at the beginning. It's like, which as you grow up, part. essentially, treat yourself, treat yourself well. Don't, don't screw over your young self. Um, which I think is great. And it's kind of set to some imagery from the previous movie as well. It cuts into what happens later, Mostly which we get very from the minimal. previous movie. We get some stuff with like the new Spider-Man, like the dozens of Spider-Man that they have and some cool animation things. Um, a little bit of, of Spider-Gwen interaction, but not a whole lot. And we get to see Peter B. Parker. So I'm glad he's back. I know. The, I, Do we? I, yeah, he's in it. He's in it when there are lots of them. So I hope oh, he's a main I character. I didn't notice again. him. And we get to see um, and hear uh, Spider-Man 2099, his face. Yeah. Without the mask uh, voiced by. What's his uh, name? God, I knew his Oscar name until Isaac. I just said, yeah. Until I just said, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Oscar Isaac. He, uh, and I like there, there's that good line. She's like, I thought we were the good guys. And he's like, we are. And then obviously he's, he just thinks he's right, which is the best villain of the villains that think they're right. So um, yeah, also I th- definitely a positive, um, but you know, I'm waiting for the trailer. I think it's when the trailer hits, we'll like, we'll see more stuff. Um, You know, obviously the first movie was very groundbreaking in terms of animation in the time since then we've had like shows like, well, we've had arcane, which I think also kind of pushed the animation Mm. thing forward. Um, So it's not as much of like a, wow, as, as it would have been otherwise. Um, But still is one of my favorite movies that year. I'm really excited for this. And um, this did not diminish excitement. So. Are you worried they're jumping into and obviously they won't all be main characters like picking five main Spider-Man for the last movie. 
but do you think they're going overkill or you think it'll be a really quick scene where you like see like a hundred Spider-Man in one shot? No, because because that's Sony's sequel problem. Keep... Yeah, but th- this is Phil Lord and Chris Miller who are producing it and they have a pretty good eye for story. And I think what it has to do, and I wrote this article on LRMonline.com back when Spider-Man um, Into the Spider-Verse came out. And it was that this would have been a good way to tell a Justice League story. Mm-hmm. One that is, it's very much Miles's story. It's focused all around him. Everything is done in service of him and his character growth. And as long as everything that happens is in service of the character growth, it doesn't matter how many ancillary characters we have it all just has to be in service of his growth and i think if they continue that approach which i think they will they have pretty good story instincts um i think it can work i will say there's one i agree um i trust in those guys and assuming they still have good creative control i know sam raimi lost creative control by the third movie even though the first two they were like do what you want and then once it was super successful they were like uh, add Venom in there just because we want people to see Venom. And he's like, like he doesn't fit with the script. They're like, eh, add Venom in there. Mm-hmm. But but that was, I think, a little bit different because Spider, no one knew Spider-Man would be that big because people are foolish and don't understand comic books. I mean, it was a but, different era. Yeah. Uh, my the main, The only thing I hate, hate, hate about the trailer is Sony invents their own version of Spider-Man for their video games. And of course, they have to throw him in the movie. It's like Sony. They call him Insomniac Spider-Man, but it's, it's Sony Spider-Man. And they, he has appeared in the comics already in like a Spider-Verse type comic. I mean, if, like, if they can, they think it's fit, fit Spider-Ham into the story. They could find a way to fit that Spider-Man But it's just into like, the story. here's Sony only Spider-Man. Nick is one still that- just so sour. Dude, get Game Pass and play it cloud gaming it it'll be a horrible experience but you you could play it why would i want a horrible i have a 300 <laughs> computer i'm not playing spider-man on it it's just it's stupid i don't know i don't like that aspect of it otherwise it looks great uh any other thoughts on spider-verse i, mean, um, I actually feel like there was less original footage in this than the original teaser trailer but it gives you yeah, the, the original, feels by re- yeah, the they've already released footage. a teaser yeah the original footage is mostly, you know, her talking and then like just that the last chase. Yeah. Sting, the chase scene at the end. Yeah. All right. Any other comments on that one, Jammer? If we move on to a trailer, which I only have one question about because I know you don't care for this franchise. Okay. Scream You're Six. Scream Six. Yep. Which I'm now calling uh, Ghostface Takes Manhattan. Um, okay. Does that change anything for you about the Scream franchise? Because they've all been set in small towns, and this no. is like kind of more no. of a cult of goat face, ghost face, not like one person. I mean, I'm not a slasher match. fan. I'm just not a slasher fan. It's not my genre of choice. Okay. So you you saying like, oh, well, how about him doing this in the city? No, that does nothing for me. Um, I mean, I'm don't get me wrong. I'm sure fans will like it. I know the last movie. I wouldn't really be sure like. of that. <laughs> I, I hope fans of the franchise like it, but even if fans of the franchise like it, I don't know if that would do much for me. I do like that it's called Scream Six, and they found uh, someone just commented online. They're like, "Good job! Like, let a logo designer do something creative for once." Yeah, but you should explain what you're talking about when you say that. Uh the Scream Six logo is they cut the M so that it's uh, Roman numeral for six, as in M at the end of Scream. 
Yeah, I agree. It looks good. So do they go? Like, okay, what, I, what I saw of that teaser, what I saw of that teaser looked good. It's just not something that I want to watch. <laughs> so what'd you say? Uh, I said, no. do they do they follow the old old school horror trope and uh, ghost faced in in space next? Uh, that's after after the takes Manhattan. I sure. Hope I always do. remember, yeah, like the freaking Jason X and like the uh, let the leprechaun. bodies hit the floor trailer. The le- <laughs> leprechaun in space, and yeah, the critters eventually it. returned to space. And that to was be fair, awful. leprechaun was never good. <laughs> no, it's just it's just playing off of the the yeah. gag that it happened more than uh jason X. yeah multiple horror franchises speaking you know, of they, space, should, you know they should do oh. they should call it ghost space oh there you go i, I, I want to see them shoot that though <laughs> like in fake like no re- no gravity so his his cloak's just floating up and you like see who's in the costume <laughs> not like sci-fi uh space where everyone has gravity all of a sudden but it's usually last... because they have fake gravity enabled. Calm down. It's not. Yeah, but you know, it's like explained. Yeah. Well, no, obviously. But uh, last trailer, speaking of space, um, is 65, which I had never heard mm. of. And I did not know what direction it was going to take until watching the trailer. So Adam Driver is, I guess, the pilot or just the guy woken up first on some long journey, alien style where everyone's like you know, frozen and they hit asteroid and they crash land on a planet with breathable air and monsters that turn out to be literal dinosaurs (laughs) because I believe the plot is he's from a different planet that has gone that far sci-fi either that, or maybe there's some time travel phenomenon like planet of the apes. But usually when you use time travel with space dilation, well, if you use time travel with space dilation, you can only go forward. But, you know, they can invent any sort of time travel. The trailer says 65 million years ago. So this is an alien. This is a non non. This is non Terran. So he's from somewhere else and he's on our Earth 65 Earth, million, 65 million years, years ago. ago. Well, I know that part. I'm just wondering if there's time travel involved accidentally. But I what doubt it. Say that. What makes you say that? I don't that was know. A question. Because I guess, I don't know. I guess we get Scott the the Star Wars phenomenon where there are just human beings on every planet. But what did you think of this trailer, Jammer? I was caught off guard by the twist that there's T-Rexes and Velociraptors. And and someone tweeted online, it's nice to see someone besides Jurassic Park attempt to do scary dinosaurs. Or Dino Crisis. That's what it made me think of. Dino Crisis, the, uh, the old... Uh, video game, right? Capcom. Yeah. Capcom? Yes. Yeah. Capcom. Capcom. I was like, I always get Capcom and Konami mixed up. Um, Capcom <laughs> video game that was basically Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs. I got this vibe from this. I thought it looked like uh, a lot of fun. Um, I'm curious. I'm sure there's like a twist happening as well. Because, but we all know, like, okay, this is Earth 65 million years ago, so they can't. They that twist is already gone. Like, what other twist is there going to be? I'm really excited for whatever it is. But either way, it looks like a fun action movie. Yeah, and of course there's a little girl with him, as is tradition these days with sci-fi What does that movies. mean? Like oh, it's okay. like Logan, he protects a little girl, prospect, he's protecting a little girl. It's not super, super common trope, but last of us like, it's it's becoming more prevalent. That way you know it kind of grounds the main badass character and mm-hmm. makes him learn a lesson besides just shooting dinosaurs. The one thing I thought about is something Jurassic Park could do and they can't do is the Jurassic Book 
Park took all the scariest dinosaurs from each and the most famous dinosaurs from each period. They can do whatever the fuck they want next. Yeah, true. But I mean, if they're, but they should (laughs) just be the ones from the one time period, which I I think would actually make it more interesting. Would it though? Why? I would have cared even as a child. I had the chart on the wall with which. I mean, if you want to be, if you want to be accurate, if you, if it's accuracy is what your problem is, then you need to start putting feathers on those fuckers. Otherwise, why bother? I'm actually surprised we didn't get that in the trailer. I'm actually surprised we didn't get feathers in this one. I actually would like to see more feathered dinosaurs. Why not? I'm on board with that. Um, but I, I I don't know about like having them in in, uh, era accurate dinosaurs. I don't think I, I don't care enough about that. But I mean, that's just. I think the people who do care about that. Five-year-old Nick would have cared. <laughs> Not crying, Nick, Nick has no idea. Um, but I know because yeah, you can't you can't have the the Stegosaurus, not the Stegosaurus, the uh, the Triceratops hanging out with the with the T Rex, whatever, <laughs> whichever they are. Because I don't yeah, because T Rexes are from the Cretaceous period, you know. So it's like whatever. Thank you for saying it because I cannot pronounce that word. So Jurassic, that one, and what is the other one? Tri- I don't remember. Uh, Tyras- Triassic. Jurassic, I is it Triassic. Triassic. However you want to pronounce the the eye. Cool. Any other thoughts on this trailer except for it's directed, I mean, produced by Sam Raimi, who needs to direct more Who's it directed by? I just closed out of it, but it's not someone's name who I recognized, but I just closed out of it. Let me pull it up. Scott Beck and Brian Woods. So let me look up Scott Beck. Scott Beck is, ah, don't allow. Um, oh cookies it, it, it always asks like do you want do you want google to track your location i'm like no i don't want you to track my location sir um scott beck so did 50 oh. states of fright haunt uh night light impulse and then uh, they, uh he was a writer on the quiet place yep yeah, yeah i saw it says from the writers but... brian yeah. wood same thing same movie so they are yep. a duo yeah they're, they're the quiet place duo so that's pretty cool Good for them. Cool. Anything else we need to discuss this week, boys? I'm going to take that as a no. Jammer's going all farty lips. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, thank you all for joining us on this uh, another delightful edition of Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Um, there are many great podcasts on LRMOnline.com and the Jonniverse Podcast Network, which you can find on places like Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, you know, everywhere you go. Um, we got um, AXR squared. <laughs> AVR squared. Good There's God. There's a lot of letters. AVR squared. What does it stand for? That's what I remember. Animeversal Reviews. But he also anime versus reviews is a different show. Yeah, oh, okay. ABR is anime versus oh. reviews, and I'm really, really clever. And if you put two R's together in math, it would be R ah. squared. So anime reaction reviews is reactions. I'll probably get it next Just time. Just keep now calling that I know it ABR squared. That's fine. No, but I need now that I know what it is. I'll hopefully remember the letters because I know what it's abbreviation for. So you got your anime stuff there. You got your Star Wars stuff on the Katina, Marvel Multiverse Mondays. In flux, we're trying to get it going. Mayhem, well, mayhem, mayhem. mayhem. But we, God damn it! Nick. The last time we recorded it, right. it was on a Monday. Last time we recorded it, yeah, but it's it. still the original the title. title. It doesn't change the title. Don't Nick. confuse people. <laughs> and then um, you have, of course, Breaking Geek Radio, the website which you're listening to uh, the podcast. I, my brain was going so well this rest of the show, and just Are now you okay, I'm losing man? it. I'm, I'm napping after this. That's for darn sure. Um, 
and I feel like I'm forgetting shows. Oh, uh, you, of course, you have uh, Daily Cup of Genre and um, Reaction Show. Uh, I know it. I'm spacing it. It's all right. Genre <laughs> Shot, Trailer Reactions. Genre Shot, it's, Trailer it's Reactions. Which I, did you do Barbie for that, or did you just talk Barbie? I, uh, we, I uh, cut our reaction on Daily Cog out of it and put it up as a, as a genre shot. So that is there. So if you, you guys can see that. Since we did not talk about that trailer, if you'd like to check it out, check it out there. Uh, of course, you can also watch our beautiful faces on YouTube. Um, Kyle, oh, I guess I, Kyle will be I'll, will be found at, at that Kyle Malone on Twitter. I was going to ask him, but I'm like, for Kyle, I just do it. Jammer, where are you found, buddy? You can find me on Twitter at AJ Cerna Writer. You can also find me there on TikTok. All my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible. And then uh, also check out mahiabooks.com m-a-g-i-a books.com do it and uh i am at kiki nickdoll on twitter and i'm trying to get instagram going but it's for the kids man too old too old for this shit um and with that uh os lasagna don't get the anya mission accomplished i know jammers again MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.